have a little ad I want to read to you for those of you that are unmarried. It's a singles ad. It says, this has to be one of the best singles ad I've ever read. Here it is. Single black female seeks a male companionship. Ethnicity is unimportant. I'm a very good-looking girl who loves to play. I love long walks in the woods, riding in your pickup truck, Ooh. hunting, camping, and fishing trips, cozy winter nights lying by the fire, candlelight dinners will have me eating out of your hand. I'll be at the front door when you get home from work, wearing only what nature gave me. Call me, call me now at 877-555-111 and please ask for Daisy. Let me tell you, that ad alone, <laughs> over 15,000 men found themselves talking to the Atlanta Humane Society. It was an eight-week-old black Labrador retriever. <laughs> so, you know, I just say this. When you're unmarried, you can be so desperate, you will stoop to a dog. So that's why we have to talk about these things, guys. We want you to be sober. We want you to have your eyes open. We want all of your cylinders clicking. And we want you to make sure that this stuff you hear up in this church house, that you apply it to your life to become wisdom. So today, we're continuing the merger, the two in one, right? So I think you're going to get started for us today. Uh, did y'all enjoy the, the information we shared with you last week? We're sharing out of our souls because a lot of these things came from our own uh, journey of, of relationships and now having young adults in our homes that are married and wanting to be married and things like that. So take heed. It'll bless us if you just, you know, just lean in and, and get the best out of what we have to share according to the will of the Lord. Amen? So the scripture, the scripture we used... Um uh, Amos 3 and 3 from the, uh, I think it was the Amplified Bible, uh, the, how, how two people walk together. Amos 3 and 3 in the Message Bible, yeah. So let's, let's put, the, put that up in the Message Bible. Do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place? Mm. So this is about two people joining hands to go to the same place, say the same destination. So this is really about the same this is really about the same destination but the issue really is it's two different people. <laughs> it's two different people but once you get married you you have to find a way to go in the same direction. And that was that is our premise for uh, part 2 of this whole thing. Um, we went through singleness I think and now we're not going to go back through those or we won't finish today. But you can, you can, whether it's YouTube or, uh, well, I guess it is YouTube now. You can go to YouTube or go to our app, and you can find that sermon from last Sunday. Now, and then we talked about um, calling it what it is. It's really a train wreck. It's really two destinies that are meeting. And all the things that happen when you 
whether it's clash with another person that's very important with you, there are things that happen. Now, and maybe we'll talk to you about this in a few weeks, but this morning we're especially, especially focusing in on this sermon because mm. if you don't understand this merger, it could cost you your life. Yes. Literally. And uh, so... Going back home in gospel worship to Pastor Nell, I'm like, man, if we get in there today, <laughs> just because of what's happening in our family, it's like we'll never get out because this could be a day we could stare on our face all day. But these principles are so important. It could end up taking your life. And it may not even may not take your life physically, but it can take your life spiritually and emotionally, psychologically, so, I mean, in every way, Right. So today we're going to focus on just two points. And the first point today we're going to focus on is becoming one. Two categories, right? Yep, two, yeah. Two, yeah, they're just really just two points, but becoming one, because that's the goal. And then we're going to talk about how to pull this whole thing together. Mm. So, so becoming one, we have a few points we want to talk to you about. When, when, you're, when you're meeting another person, and, and, and I will say it one more time, this is so serious. Yes. This is so serious, 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 life and death serious. Um, you have to realize, and we didn't play the video, but this is a train wreck. Mm. It is a collision. It's a collision of ideas, philosophies, uh, so many things that you're going to have to put together in order for this train to reassemble itself into one, say one. Mm. Once you meet this person, you've got to figure out how to put this thing back together. Which parts do you leave at the accident site? What do you leave there? You don't bring it with you. But most of all, what do you bring with you as a person into every relationship, especially when you're going to get married? Did I introduce that one good? I think you did. You're the best at I that. I just want to say, uh, echo again, when you talk about merging and fusing your life with another human being, it sounds so simple yet it is so convoluted. Yep. I mean, I don't care how long you call yourself courting, how long you, uh, years and all this, we have made a mess of relationships. And so goes that initial relationships and all the other relationships. This thing, a lot of times people try to move on from the collision dragging trash into the next collision. And you are so discombobulated until you don't know what pieces came from what train. And that's why we have to talk yeah, about this. From, from that standpoint, yeah. we have to talk about it. From, and, and there are a few people say, why you choose the word wreck? I mean, there was a different way you could have looked at this. And so I said, because most people don't look at it like this. Right. So they're at an accident, clappy happy. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so yeah. Look. They get the insurance check and walk on out. Well, I'm just saying you you really mm. need to see this yes. as a merger. Mm. And in every merger, there are some things that are left behind. You need to make sure yes. that there are at least four things you don't leave behind. You can't at, at this particular juncture of your life, no matter who she is or who he is. There are things you can't leave behind or you, you, you're going into a really horrible situation. Instead of one of you, we'll give them to you. You ready? <laughs> We've just had two trains with two different engines collide. Mm. 
But the one thing you cannot leave behind is your engine. Mm. Your engine. You can't leave. I'm, I'm, I'm going to describe it. But you have two engines going in separate directions, at least two. Yes. Now, my, 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 you know, my, my, my BNF and BCF and all these other train people that are like, well, sometimes we have more than that. I ain't talking about you, <laughs> Kylan. Be quiet. Yes. Yeah. So what we're talking about is at least you have two sets of engines going in a separate direction. And some people see that after the collision, you only end up with one engine. That's foolish. Mm. You're going to need both engines where you're going. So, both. so what is an engine? What makes you go? What moves you? Mm -hmm. Where's your power center? What's your strength? Yes. You don't give up your strength when you're getting ready to merge yes. with someone else. What causes you to activate your power? Hallelujah. Where's the seat of your, your I mean, your real oomph that... You don't leave that. If you leave that behind, it won't take you long to feel like you're useless. You have no part. Yes. You have no power. They say, I don't feel like I have any power in this relationship. Yes. And that's because you've neglected at the crash to say, this is who I am. This is how I think. These are the things that are important to me. If I don't have these, I can't move with you. How would you describe the engine? I would just um, tailgate with you to say it's the DNA that you cannot. It's you. It, God actually created you to be you. And you, at the collision, it's, it's very important that when that engine of who you are, that both engines can complement each other. Yep. Not one that is left to the side, kicked to the side, or that you have to choose which one you will be. Remember, right. we talked about that. And then I made a statement last week that said, in a relationship devoid of conflict, it may signal that one of you is either too passive or too afraid to be genuine. So in, after we're coming out of this, we have to understand that the full weight of who you are, what God made you, all that good stuff... If you have found your mate, it is to compliment. Yeah. And you can move forward in the same direction with yep. more synergy, more energy, exactly. all of that stuff right. to help you get around the highs and lows of your relationship. You need both engines because depending upon how many cars you're going to end up with. Cargo cars, right? Cargo cars. Depending upon how many cars you're going to end up with, you need two engines. Mm. You need to, and listen to me now, if you do this right, both engines lead at different times. So an in, a, a train that's going from here to Lincoln with two engines, yes. the engine up front may be leading, but coming home, yeah. the engine that was at the back is leading. Jeez. There might be times in your marriage where I... I don't need to follow her. I have to follow her. Mm. Or we're not going to get where we are trying to go. So both our wheelhouses, both our power centers, I think I wrote down this word, 
that, that moving forward energy that yes. I need from yes. my wife. Yes. She needs from me. That you can only get from each other. Right. I can't, I can't, have, right, I can't have someone else now. Mm. <laughs> you know, I can't have someone else bringing their engine into my house. And I can't have a wife that doesn't respect my engine. We're going to be fighting all the time. Because I can't, like she can't suppress singing, I can't suppress my engine. <laughs> and I married a firstborn who was the leader in the house. She can't either. So the first three years of our marriage were hell. The next four were better, but it was still a sauna. And the next four got better and better. Bless the name of Jesus. Mm. And at about 15 years, chugga, 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 We begin to find chugga. our rhythm, Let's our rhythm, go. our pace. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I had invested too much. Yeah, you don't. I, I, was, well, I was so used goods, I was like, I might as well stay with him. You understand? Let's, let's figure this out. I, I just had no energy. I still have no energy to try to hook my wagon to somebody else. What you about do, you? What about you? Well, me either. But, I, I, I want to hear you say it. I, me either. All right, but, good. But what I'm saying is, but uh, what I'm saying is, I'm the smart one. I had to tell you that for years. Because yeah, I couldn't I, see it. You couldn't see. I hadn't been with you long us, enough we, to understand we we your engine. Do this. Uh, you better yeah, help yeah, somebody. so I'm telling you, girl. Right, what you better we, start talking. Yeah, I'm like, where you, what you going to do? I mean, you're you going to leave me and then go where? I Have, couldn't imagine going back and tell my dad that it didn't work. No, forget him. That would be another dude there, another, plane, another train crash for you. Uh -huh. You really want to do all that over? He ain't going to be no better I, than me. No, I had no he, desire Okay. To get on another railroad route. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. We need to, we need to think about this. And you know what? No, no offense, no digs at people that have been divorced and all that kind of stuff. We were there. I am not. I mean, we I never divorced you. No, we were. But we thought about it. And you know what? I don't think we thought about divorce like most people. It was just like, I was going to be your friend, but from a distance. Now, see, so this is what you got to do. See, yes, Lord. Fortunately, we've known one another a long time. Uh -huh. But I just looked at her at year three, and I said, <laughs> you are weird, okay? You, you are weird. The way you look at life is weird. The things that are important to you are weird. Mm -hmm. I don't even understand them. But I said, but what we got to do is you're weird, and I'm sure I'm weird to you. Oh, she, yes. she said, you're not weird to me. You're crazy. And so I said, okay. So I have no interest in starting over, uh -huh. right? I have no interest in doing that. And I told you on our honeymoon, we're not divorcing. This is not what's going to happen. We're going to have to figure this out. Plus, the sex was too good. Wait, so, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So it's like. But listen, that <laughs> night. That night. Okay, ladies. Uh, well. Uh, now, you, you. Now, now, in, in, when, when your train right. is moving and the rhythm, you know, the rhythm. Darren, y'all turn away. Close your ears. All you unmarried courting people. The, when the rhythm is right, yeah, we can change a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, so don't leave your engine. We're moving on. We're moving on. How is she looking at me? She looking at me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. May I say this before we move on, Pastor? Okay. We the got three engine. more of these. You don't live. Jason. Beneath la, 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 la. Okay. your privilege of getting to know the one you chose. Right. You, you know, put forth the muscles and the effort yeah. to squeeze out the very 
essence of who you believe you're married. And don't just let it stop after you say, I do. Keep squeezing them. Yep. You know, like they say about fine wine that y'all drink, it gets better with age. Marriage <laughs> should be that way too. But don't skip stages to get to the I do day. Yeah. Talk now. I mean, really talk. Find out who you are about to hook up with, how they think. I'm telling you. What, they, what, what they're, 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 they're made of. Right. You need to, what makes yeah. them cry, Martin? See, but we don't want to get, right. we don't we don't get, get stuck, stuck there. here. But, keep on. Keep on going. But some, some engines are made to go slow. Mm -hmm. And some engines. And some engines are made to go faster. You, Sound like unequal yoke. This is what I'm saying. That you both may be speaking in tongues. You both may love God. You, you might wrong even with that. be in the church. But now you're, now you're dealing with an engine that is okay. Oh, oh, okay, right above the poverty line. Mm. They're good. Jesus. And you don't want to, you, you've done read the Bible. <laughs> oh Different my. verses. And you want to live so above oh the poverty God. line. That you want to be, you want to be an influencer in the world with your money. Mm. Well, there's nothing you can do to this engine to get it there. It's what it is. It's what it is. And you've been sitting up in this church as a woman. Yeah, you can't. And you've been taught the word. You know the word. Can I get a witness? Now, why would you go and hook up with Jack who don't even know John 3.16? See, because we have told you. You need a man that can teach you. That's how he's going to wash you in the word. But if ain't no word in him, what is he going to wash you with? And then you're going to be sitting up in there bent out of shape because on a day like today, he's like, I ain't going out there. It's cold. I don't feel like uh, taking the snow off the, the driveway. You're like, honey, but we go to church. You know, when you met me, I was going to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, choir rehearsal. But if he ain't got no word in him, how is he going to teach you? Number Unequally two. yoked. So number two. Yes, number we, two. We can't do part three. Number two. Go on. The second thing you cannot leave at the wreck is your destination. You may be going a different route to get there with your man or your woman, mm. but you never leave your destination. Where you're headed, what you dreamed, what you believe, what your vision, what God told you about you. You can't leave that at the wreck. Because his or her dream and vision is not going to be enough for you. You're not going to be fulfilled yes. in a marriage if you don't have permission to go after what you desire. Mm. You'll eventually blame someone. Now, let me make it clear. Our destinies are the same, but we had to change our routes. <laughs> the route I was on had to change. The route she was on had to change. But you can get that Holy Ghost GPS that says, this is where we're going. HG. We're, we're going here. Now, how do we get there as a couple? And that's when the power of agreement. Yes. 
And that's why, remember we talked about you have to establish who the lead in the family is because whoever that leader is is going to be the level of your maturity in the relationship. I just said something right there. Whoever's the leader is also going to determine the level of the maturity. And you got to have confidence in the person that's going to be leading. You've got to know that this joker is coming from good stock. Uh, a firm foundation that when he does talk or, or if it's she, that they have a foundation of, of good resources, yeah. that they are well studied, they are knowledgeable, and that you can feel the confidence in what they're saying and that you can move accordingly. I talk to people every week who, once you're talking to them, you know, when a marriage is in trouble, when a marriage is in trouble, it can take you a few days to figure out what it is because it's a lot. Yeah. But typically it boils down to something like this. I really wanted to. I, I hoped, wish I had. I wish I had. What I hoped to experience this in my life. If you hadn't. But now, now you have someone in the marriage who had some dreams mm. that they're finally wrestling with. They're not going to get them accomplished. Because there's a person, not necessarily standing in the way of it, but that person is who they are. And now you got a person saying, I have to realize and settle that I'm never going to accomplish that. Mm. That's not going to happen in my life. And when, when that happens, it's sad. In that moment, we don't care about if we got kids. We don't care about no jobs. We don't care about mom and them. Nothing. We don't care about God, church, or anything. We want out. We want out. And sometimes we'll sabotage our marriage to get out. out. Let me say this to you. There's not one human being on the planet. I don't care if they're saved, Satanists, full of the devil, atheists. It ain't got nothing to do with God. But there's not one person on this planet that can live all their life without going after something inside of them. It's just not going to happen. Period. <laughs> so you have to sit with this dude who may not be articulate at the time. And he may not understand exactly what it is. But you better look him in the eye and ask him, what are your dreams? And if you're too afraid, find Ooh. some courage. I mean, if you've been with this person. This ain't the time been, to be scared. Yeah, laying up in the bed with them, your clothes off. All, they done saw everything. You've seen everything. You better, you better get some unctioning to begin oh. to really tell your mate you have to. who you really are. Begin to share the you that you are. Before Don't you be get afraid. married. Be, yeah, the more the better. Yeah. Before you get married. But don't stop after you get married. You are responsible for being your best advocate. Yeah, the only to. way this man is going to know me is that I find some courage down in my belly to begin to talk to him. like, Martin, you know, I get a little choked up, but I really, help me get it out. I, I need you to hear me. I don't like that when you do that. And then I'll say, and you've been doing, you have, yeah, what, 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 what would you say? And then after that, I say, you didn't, have, you didn't have a problem telling me what was wrong with me yesterday. Why can't you be honest and tell me how I can help? Talk to me about you. 
Mm -hmm. Tell me about you. That's a good man right there. It's, yeah. I'm hearing something. So yeah. now you're putting me on a track that is drawing it out of me. I need to know. You are very good at that. My husband, you, I'm telling you, you are very good at that. Uh, but I'm very good at shutting down. But I don't shut down the way I used to shut down. Because you have been able to be creative and being able to draw it out of me like a deep well. You and are a deep well, though. What you say? Oh, Ching -ching. yeah. Well, no, I'm no. gonna give you a gift here. Well, that ain't the gifts uh, I like. Uh, uh, you gonna like this one? Just open it. Are you serious? Yes, babe. Open your gift. Joshua, Callie, your mother. Because it's too I'm much. giving you this gift. I didn't know how I was going to use it. But since I am filled with the Holy Ghost, oh, something God. about 2 a.m. Yes, 2 p.m. yesterday, I was trying to leave my development in this little sign that said, turn right here. It's an estate sale. And I went on down there and I walked in and there it was. This is something Boom. I'm going to like. I can't yeah, open it now, It's babe. about your destiny, Mark. We're trying to preach here. Listen to me. I am preaching if you would just cooperate with me. This is a part of your destiny. Oh, okay. Keep digging. Okay. Let me, let me have those. His destiny. Do y'all remember Pastor Martin talked about the vision of this house was all nations, shake the nations, oh, okay. uh, ambassadors. Well, my husband always saw people standing in their cultural attire. Like Keith, uh, just like, you know, they were standing around. And you always talked about, you saw these, these young women these, uh, that were standing with these wooden shoes. Wooden shoes. Yeah. So I could not. I walked out and I walked back and I said, I have to go get those. That lady put them down. And Dang, I girl. Okay. That's why y'all need the Holy Ghost in your relationship. He will teach you all things and he will reward them that diligently seek after him with all their heart, with all their soul, with all your mind. I'm telling you, he'll make you look good, Jonathan. But babe, I, I can't wait for us to display these somewhere in the house just okay. for you. Well, I... That's your gift. So after my mom and dad died, I ha I've only had one vision, one, and I've only heard the voice of God one time, and he showed me all these people. Nations. And I saw them. I mean, like they were there. But I'm a 12-year-old boy in Mississippi. You know, we don't, there's no internet. We didn't have encyclopedias. So I saw the, all these people, some with slanted eyes. I, I saw Brown women. Skin. I saw women walking around in shoes that were made of wood. And I'm like, nobody would know shoes made of wood. I saw all these nations and God told me, he said, I'm going to help you so that you can help them. And so those were the shoes I saw in my vision. And then I, I told my sister, I said, there are people that don't look like us in the world. Yeah. And she said, yeah. So she went and, and she went and bought a, it, it, what, it was an encyclopedia set with several of them missing, <laughs> but it's all we could afford. So I could see the pictures of yeah. these people. So we may not have cable at our house, but we're going to have National Geographic, ain't we, Josh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like to look at people. And so destiny. That's a part of your destiny. That's a part of my destiny.
and, and because and I'm, I'm help to, to you, yeah. because I'm a help to you. We yeah. have to help our mates. And I'm not talking about just the woman helping the man. The man has to help the woman. You need to know the needs of your mate. Spend time into them seeing and recording and journaling their habits, their patterns, and especially if they're good ones, and remember them and to help them. Sure. I want to be help to you, Martin. Yep. So the third thing you can't leave behind, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, <laughs> is your lights. 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 Your lights or your, your light your to your train. You can't leave what you use to travel in the dark. Jesus. You don't leave that at the crash, at the wreck. In other words, your light is your revelation. It's what you know. It's the seat of your faith. It's your belief system. That, that stuff about you that when it's dark outside and you can still move on with your life, that, that center in you where you can shine something out and have confidence to go, that confident part of you, you don't leave that. You bring that with you. And if you're talking to someone that doesn't like your confidence, this woman wouldn't have made it with any other man. I'm the only one that could have done all this. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm the only one that could have done it. I'm the only one, I'm the only one that could, could take what we've walked through. I'm glad about it. I was built for it. I'm still built for it. But I can tell when she's saying something or doing something, even in the heat of the moment, I can say that's not really you. You're talking from someplace else. That's not your light. I know you. I know you, so I'm going to sit right here. <laughs> I can't believe you let that woman say that to you. Is she my woman? Yes. Then shut up. Ain't nobody talking to you. <laughs> this is my wife. <laughs> About this light. Yes. There's a scripture in Matthew 5 or so. It says, uh, so let your light so shine. Mm -hmm. And in marriage, you got to let your light shine there first. First, because from there, you really need offshoot. to break it. You really need to up, make, make sure people understand that. Let your light shine. Let your, your mate glean from your illumination in every way. Uh, how you do things in the home, in the relationship, your in revelation. The, and, and the courtship continues in the marriage that I, I, I illuminate my desire for him, to be kind to him, to be attentive to him, not just his children. And that's what I want to say to young mothers. Don't turn all your attention to these babies and forget the one that brought the babies to you. It took two. You know, be careful that you don't spend so much time until there's a gulf between you. Uh, so letting your light be shed abroad mm. in all the relationships that you have. All of you, and, yeah. yeah. You, you have to share, you have to bring your experiences yes. and what you've learned yes. into the marriage. Right. Martin, I don't, I don't think I would do that. Yes. Well, no, babe, I, I, I really think this is the right thing. Ah, I'm, just not, I'm just not sure we should do it like right, that. Right, right. Well, why not? Well, 
my dad had a situation like this. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been talking to your dad again? No. What situation did he have? Let's yeah. call him. Right. And we, it's how you share during that time. Yeah. The, the experiences and the but that's knowledge. Your, but that's your light. That's my light. That I didn't right. have. Absolutely. Right. But if you had left that, if, if, I had, if I had made you promise to only follow my revelation. Yeah. See, brothers, 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 male men, male men. Your family cannot live above your revelation. Your wife and your children cannot live above your revelation. So what do you do to mitigate that problem? Add your wife as an equal revelatory. So now my, wife's, my wife and my kids aren't limited to what I know. They're limited to what we know. Because her light is in our house. Yes. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure about Why don't we do it this way? I really feel uncomfortable. I really, and I will say this. I really feel uncomfortable because I'm not sure I understand that. And she simply will say, I do. I know what to do. And I'm like, let's go. Why? Because you heard confidence. Yeah. You, you heard some experiences or some yeah. level of comfort in what I was saying. Absolutely. That you could like, oh, Let's go. Absolutely. Let's move forward. Those kinds of things. So the communication is something that is key. How you communicate, when you communicate, the timing of it, the tone of. Now, when he was stuck, there's times that my husband is stuck. That's the wrong time for me to use the wrong tone. Yeah, I told you I was stuck. You don't have to say, so you stuck? I said, no, I right. just told you I was. <laughs> I just told you. Right. So right. What, is, what is that? I'm telling you, I'm not sure what to Let do. Me, okay, all right, this is, okay, my husband's stuck. He just said it, right? So I will, I'm listening and I'm watching because I'm keenly into him. And I might come around and I said, hey, I said, hey, let's, let's think about this. You know, I remember when I was uh, 18 and I was on the side of the road and da-da-da-da. And this is how I fixed that. What, what if we try that? Mm-hmm. We try Totally it. different tone, right? That wasn't abrasive. That wasn't too much. And then he, I'm also still giving him the option to use that information or not to use it. But sitting over here, I got to make a decision how my face is going to look when he doesn't use it. Because it's going to happen too. Before seven years, I was like, hmm. What I don't want to happen is these two engines... These two engines are pulling full speed in separate directions. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, I, that's what we can't have. Yeah. yeah, because I was in my net group, and there was a dear couple, and the husband, he shared, like, we, we said, what's your takeaway? And he said, him and his wife, he, he got a revelation from our teaching last Sunday was the pulling and the pushing. Yeah. You need both. Yeah, but in the same direction. But what he was saying is got to be in the same direction. It has to be. Because if you're pulling and pushing, which a lot of our relationships, that's what it looks like, verbally and non-verbally, and you can't get anywhere. You're just stuck. But if you're going to use that synergy to pull and push, make sure that you're using it. You know, like I guess these athletes and all these people, fitness people, y'all know how y'all do that, resistance and all that. It's necessary, but it's got to be done right. Absolutely. The fourth thing you don't want to leave is your horn. Choo-choo! Don't leave your voice at the wreck. Don't give up your opinions. Don't give up your right to speak. 
And early on, this is how you can tell you're dealing with an insecure person. An insecure person does not want you to speak your mind. They do not want you to speak your mind. Wow, I'm writing that one down. I don't have that. Well, and just like some people use the Bible to suppress and oppress, And I don't want to get stuck there. These same people use the Bible to suppress their women. Whoa. They use the Bible to suppress your women. Women, be quiet in church. Learn from your husband at home. Submit to your husband. They don't read the context. They just read the text. Submit to your husband. But above and below, it says submit to one another. Nobody reads that. So this idea, how many men have learned you can't really suppress a woman? <laughs> it just ain't going to happen, is it? Now, we will let you suppress us. We'll get tired, no. babe. We will get so tired now of we get ready to disagree. Heads. No, we're not. Because I'm, I'm just saying a different perspective. Uh-uh. Yes, sweetie. We get so tired. Y'all's watching hitting, it now, ain't you? Hitting our heads against the wall. Does it work? It does for a long time. No, that ain't what I asked you. Yeah. You're going to answer this buddy. here with question. All right. No, no. Does it work? That is not the right question. That's my question. The book is not about Jackson. <laughs> you, it's my question. But I want to... Have you considered? You see what I'm saying? She's preaching my sermon. You cannot suppress a woman. What did I say? It's not gonna last. I said, y'all, we would allow you to suppress us. How long? Sometime. No, <laughs> just answer the question. I am in my way. I'm gonna have the ushers move okay. you off the stage. I. Where is he? <laughs> Ask that lady out there. I don't know. Women. <laughs> women. Can a man? No, forget the women. The men know. The men know. Man. Daughter, wife, mama, sister. Can you really suppress a woman for your whole time knowing her? Can you do it? No. <laughs> no. They're too young. Okay, I will. You know, there comes times Babe, in our life that you really don't have to have your wife agree with you when you know. <laughs> she doesn't have to agree now. But I know I can't suppress her. It's a waste of my time. When my daughter was three, I was taught by her I can't suppress her. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So why would I even waste my energy trying to find a woman I can suppress? That is such a waste of time. Why would I look for a submissive woman? There's no such thing. 
there's no such thing as that biblical submissive woman they've been preaching to y'all about. <laughs> she does not exist. Come on now. Turn her mic off for a minute. So, <clears throat> so I told my son this. I said, listen, dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Marry a woman that will talk to you now. She'll look you in the face and tell you, this is what I really believe. This is what I think. In that way, you'll know she'll always be open and honest with you. Well, if she's shy, she won't talk to you. She won't talk to you. I said, be weary. Because eventually... This girl, after she's married, and she's going to allow you to hold her down for a minute, thinking she's following you, and then she's going to say, mm-mm, I'm not doing that. Preach my sermon. We're agreeing. We, we are saying the same thing. Am I? I mean, are we in the Twilight same thing. Zone? Keep going. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So, in, so instead of looking for a girl, that, inst, instead of looking for a guy that will do everything you say while you're dating, he'll go eat what you want to eat. Buy what you want to buy. <laughs> After a while, he going to say, I don't want to go to Golden Corral. <laughs> Well, it's been our favorite. Uh-uh. Our favorite? It's your favorite. <laughs> I was just going. You never even asked me if I even had another choice. We just went along to get along. And that happens for years. All of a sudden, he don't get you no flowers for, for, for uh, birthday, yeah. Valentine's, whatever. He didn't get you no flowers for Valentine's Day. And now you're upset because he didn't get you nothing. And finally, he says, you ain't never got me nothing for Valentine's Day. You ain't got me not one. You ain't get me a Tootsie Roll, a dandelion. I ain't never got nothing from you. A pair of socks. He watched too many, uh, she watched too many commercials. Jared and Kay's Jewelers is all about the female they, side of the relationship. They left their voice. Yes. And you can't. Leave your, your voice. voice. Don't ever. If I mean, I'm gonna say this one more time. You you will never find a person who's gonna be able to submit to you. Is this my camera? <laughs> yes. The person who will leave themselves behind at the wedding do not exist. I stand at these weddings for over 30 years, standing My up here God. getting people married. 50% of them still together, 50% of them ain't. Hmm. And I just got done. I ain't doing them at weddings. I'm Unless you want to. Unless I want to do them. I'm not doing them. I can't believe you. Can't believe you either. 
Because uh, when I'm standing up here, it's costing me a lot. And I have to stand before God for joining the two of you. Even though your mama and your daddy giving y'all away. Y'all ever notice me at weddings? When I say who gives this to be away, I step back. <laughs> I do. I step back. I said, now who giving, this, who giving this child here to be? Are y'all together? Y'all doing this together? Because people don't do what I'm teaching here. They don't get ready for this wreck. And they think that after they get married, everything's going to be beautiful. It's not going to be beautiful. It's going to be work. Work and everything that you ignore to look at, all those red flags that say, oh, they're turning pink, they're getting redder, it's going to be magnified. You understand? Time and distance when you're not in the same bed together or the same bathroom together and all this stuff, you, you just don't see stuff right. But okay. once you are hooked at the butt together, Boo, 2020. things are magnified, bifocals. You like the house clean and you don't know. He takes, a, he takes a shower every Saturday, whether he needs one or not. Y'all didn't hear what I said. <laughs> Her stuff is all over the house. You got some stockings drying over here. Panty you got holes. one wig hanging on this. You got something over here. This is what you got. You, don't, you didn't even know. You didn't know she woke up every morning at 3 o'clock and turned on all the lights and play her worship music. <laughs> In the bedroom. <laughs> and she thinks, she thinks, she thinks, she thinks. The mailman is up. The milkman is up. The postman is on the way. UPS, FedEx has been driving down the road. But look, God's man is still snoring in the bed. Get up! She told me that one time. She said that to me one time. And my daddy is up. And then she said her daddy's up. And I waited and I said, I said, uh, how Be much, nice. How much, where does the milkman live? <laughs> The postman, where he at? What his wife doing? Who paying for your daddy's house? I said, now, let's understand. If I get up at three in the morning, I'm going to be through at nine. That's not how my body or my mind works. Now, if you want you and everybody else to keep living good, you need to let me get up at 738. And love me for it. Am I right about it? And don't turn the lights off. Right. And don't, you can go in there and worship <laughs> at four. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> Matter of fact, get on down to the basement. Get, there's a whole prayer room down there. <laughs> oh, my God. You want me to do a sacrifice of worship to walk down to that basement. I'm oh the one sacrificing <laughs> if it's at three in the morning. It ain't no sacrifice for you. <laughs> but there is a Lenny, part of... we got sac- 10 minutes. We, we have... There is... We have to... It's a give and take in relationship. But appropriately, right? Yes. You don't have to think about that. Just say yes. Yes. Okay. Last point. <laughs> How do we pull this together? We 
can't get through those. You know, there was a slide before that. It said, uh, a relationship devoid, a relationship, is that, you got that one? A relationship devoid of conflict. Yeah, y'all read it. A relationship devoid of conflict may signal that one of you is either too passive or too afraid to be genuine. And you're doing your wife no favors by trying to avoid conflict. You're not helping your husband trying to avoid conflict. And in the pandemic, we've noticed um, there is a really increase of percentages of marriages and shackers and people like that. You spend so much time together now, stuff that you haven't had the time to pay attention to. And even if you're married, you're seeing it now. Habits, patterns, the way people think and just you're with them during the day that you're normally not with them. You don't know what they're doing from nine to five or whatever. But now you've been in the house with them. And it's like your tolerance. It's like, oh, I, I needed that little break to be away from work, to come home at six o'clock, to be with this person for four hours. Then we can just turn the lights off and go to sleep. So it's just been a spike. Do what? It's you're been a spike. Talking too fast. What'd you just say? He was talking too fast. Do something. I said, come home, go to, it's, it, it was easier for couples, people to come home at five and six o'clock in the evening, eat a little meal, watch a little TV, watch the news, and boop, you know, take a shower Before if it's the, not Saturday, and then get to bed, go to sleep. It was, it was like four hours of together time. Oh. Now it's like you wake up together, bad breath, you decide to take a morning shower or not, walking around, what we're going to eat, who's going to cook. You know, you're lazy. I done done all this. Why don't you put that away? You're in that house all day because of the pandemic. Okay, I got you. And people's tolerances okay. have become more, you know, like less and less tolerant of each other's. Okay. You know what? We're going to have to do four Wednesday night. Okay. We'll just do that. Here, here, um, there was one category we left off of here, and I want to ask you, you, and you guys can put it in the chat too if you're online. What is something else that we did not list that you should not leave at the collision if you're going to get married? There's stuff that's fallen every place. There are pieces of the engine. There are pieces of the, there's cargo that's fallen off. There's all this stuff that now you've neglected. You're so cute. I mean, she's so cute. He's so fine. And now you're, but now you're getting ready to put this thing together. You've decided that you belong together and you're getting ready to put this thing together so that you can build your family and run on a long track. Talk to me. Fuel. Fuel. Synergy. Don't leave it. Don't leave what gives your relationship energy. Breaks. Who said breaks? Breaks. Union Pacific. Guys. What are breaks for? Take a step back. Got to know when to take a step back. Don't, don't leave that. Don't leave that at the crash site. You need to be able to stop, change directions, whatever. The control panel. Where, what happens at the control panel? Guidance, direction, GPS. This is where we are. This is how far we got to go. Fuel monitor is there. When are we getting low? 
Mm-hmm. When do we really need to go and get some counseling? Yeah. When do we really need to have, you know, like with us, you, uh, we do the family vacation time away. Then we do the couples time yep. away. Then we do individual times away. Right. Short periods of time, but times away. All those things. That's this is so good. I'm yeah. first. I'm, I'm gonna put this in my notes now. I'm telling you right now. Got the it. first time I preach, next time I preach this, I'm gonna say, you know, such people said it in my church, so I put them down. The second time I said, I learned this, and then the third time I preach this, I'm gonna say, you know, God told me. Hey, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> like, like on the, <laughs> you know, you know, you have to. You. Now, if I remember right, with <laughs> the the, the uh, federal kidding, railroad administration, I think like when planes crash, there's a little black box. I think there's a box or something. It may be the control. I don't know what it is, but I think there's also that part of the train that's there, oh. right? Uh, when the, there's a... A little three, black box. Yeah, it's your so, history. Yeah, it's yeah, your right. what happened so that your future mm. legacy can avoid it. Yeah, so we can, re, we can re, recover okay. and say, let's not do that again. Right. What else? Windows to see out. Somebody say windows. Cargos. That's... Okay, cargo. Cargo. Yeah, right. Cargo, what's in these trains? Our families, our heritage, all that stuff that we're going to need for our future, all those things. Cargo. Exhaust. (laughs) You don't want to get intoxicated. Yeah. I I think this analogy is beginning to resonate, that you you don't want a bunch of carbon and stuff that kills your family you don't want to take that with you you know so you you need a way for all that to escape here here's the idea behind this particular sermon is that literally whoever I am joining my life to I'm joining my life to them for life yeah even if we get divorced and we have no children I'm still linked to them. I am advancing. Now, now some of you are in a different place. You're married. You got kids now. You got children now. Your sons and daughters never unhook from your train. They're going to add to it. They're going to bring on a spouse. And unfortunately, or unfortunately, they're going to bring on their mom and their dad. They're going to bring on their history. They're going to bring on stuff. You're marrying all of them. That's why, that's why building your family will be the hardest thing you ever do. But it will be the most rewarding thing you've ever done. And none of us in our families have made mistakes that God can't recover us from. Those mistakes do not exist where God can't redeem the time. And no one has the right to say to you, your children, or anyone in your family, we're too far gone. Too much has happened. Let's just lay down And let's just let this train run away. You don't have to do that. Somebody in your family needs to stand up and say, we're going to 
design and engineer our family for destiny. No matter how difficult it is, we're going to have the difficult conversations. We're going to talk about it. We're going to be open about it. We're going to respect one another. And we're going to get this train moving. There's nothing worse than a train that has a lot of power and it's just sitting there. Just sitting on the tracks. Just sitting on the track. Have you ever encountered, you, you drove up on a train, especially over here, like going to Epley Airfield sometimes, and you got to get to the airport, and that train is just sitting there. It's just sitting there, and you're anxious. You don't know what's on the other side. You don't have any clue of when this big old thing, and marriage, guys, is a big old thing. Who said you had to do it by yourself? We are so prideful at times when we are just sitting there. We've done all that we think that we can in our, from our side of the road, our perspective. But sometimes those people that you gather together the day that you said I do, those are some of the best people you can send a smoke signal to and say, could y'all please just come. Help us see what we cannot see. I'm fighting, she's fighting. Uh, as our pastor has taught us years ago in relationship, the one person that can't help you is the person that you think is the problem. And most of us think our spouses are the problems. So you gotta get fresh eyes, witnesses. And most of them old crazy girls and guys you have stand with you at the wedding, they're no good for you when you're just sitting on the track. But there are people in your life, if not professionally, in relationship that know you. They knew you when you were your diapers. And now you're telling me that that mother, that father can't help you? That's not true. Marriage is big. It's like the elephant. You can only see it from the side you're chewing on. There's a whole big old side on the other way, on the other side of that. So I really, my heart just sinks when married people specifically, they're stuck on the track and they won't even be open to just, if we're you, hurting, go yeah, talk to somebody. If, if these simple rudiments, if people would do them before they get married, you won't be stuck on the tracks. You won't. And if you, if you are, you won't be there for long. <clears throat> You'll find your way because both of you have your stuff. Both of you have your voice. You have your power in the marriage. You, I mean, you, you have your destiny. Everybody's agreeing on that. Now we're just tweaking. We're doing little things. We're shifting in a way. But we're not trying to rebuild our whole marriage all the time. 